Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. Hey guys, how are we doing? Second time, second time live today. Don't know if anybody saw me this morning. Trying to rearrange myself to look as unfat as possible. Hey Peter, how you doing? I was actually going to give you a call today. Are you? Um, where are you? Are you in England or? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you must be in England. When when did you get back from America? Hey Paul, good evening. The wine is back. I lasted. Um, I lasted one day without a drink. So I've got wine, I've got no rich crackers tonight. We'll just wait for a couple of people to jump on before uh, before I start talking much. Um in are you back in the UK? You got back last week. Cool. I will um hey Paul, I'll give you a shout tomorrow, Peter. Actually I've got I've got a couple of bits to talk that I want to talk to you about, so I will give you a bell then. If anyone's missed these lives, by the way, uh or do, or does miss them, they've started going up on my YouTube channel as of yesterday or the day before. Um, so use that as a lesson in uh, repurposing content and getting them and getting the most out of your content, so that you can um, uh, so that you can get on more platforms uh, quicker. Because I know a lot of people you know complain that they they haven't got time to devote to LinkedIn or they haven't got time to you know time to use Facebook because they're, t- they're too busy learning learning Instagram. Ninety percent of what I post, I manage to repurpose. From you know, from one or two key pieces of content, uh, I think you know, obviously every platform has its own nuances, um, and uh, you know you can't. I mean, what I'm not a fan of doing is is linking two platforms together. You know, for example, um, linking Instagram with Facebook and posting the Instagram post and automatically posting it across to, to to Facebook. I'd be lying if I said I never did it. I mean, I certainly do it on my Insta story and Facebook story, uh, but you know, but for the little extra bit of time it takes. Uh, I think it's important to um, to to understand the nuances of each platform to understand you know how it's best to lay out a message how people like to communicate best on there so um, so definitely give that some consideration but yes you know try, try and reuse the same content as much as you can like I said obviously I do this live now and I'll I, I export it and um, and bang it into into YouTube. If I do a master video, which I'll put on YouTube, I strip the audio off it and turn it into a and turn it into a, an, an iTunes podcast. Um, what else? Uh, and we'll, we'll then cut it down into mini IGTV clips. We'll then cut it further into into just Instagram clips, um, and then put it on you know repurpose it for for LinkedIn and stuff as well. So yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Matt. I'm very good. Thank you. Nice to see you. You jumped on again. Well, listen. We'll do a bit of talking anyway. Um, I've got my little notes, my prep prep for us for tonight. I was going to tell you just a, a couple of things that I've been up to today, um, because I think again it gives some uh, some context and, and, and relevance to Corona. Uh, one thing is uh, I actually got I got repaid on a loan today, uh, not a big loan, but uh, but a loan that I made last week to someone. Um, literally on Wednesday, Wednesday I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. It was someone that was known to me already, uh, but I tell it in the I tell the story in the context of the fact that um, there is still business to be done out there. Um, 
but you know what whatever sector you're in uh, i think there's definitely still business to be done obviously maybe maybe not in the uh, in the in the leisure sector in the hospitality sector other than marketing as we as we talk about every day um but uh, i mean even in the finance business for me uh, where we are you know pretty much ground to a halt i mean we're lending very very little just because i don't believe that i can i can work out where the bottom of the market is um, or the bottom of the corona market so I'm, I'm waiting i'm waiting for the world to, to show me that rather than me guessing but uh, you know if you look carefully um, and you are sensible about it there is still deals to be done i also had a chat with a friend of mine um, a guy who was who was looking for a loan uh, not a not a huge loan, but he, he was he was a, he was a friend of mine who was looking to borrow a small bit of money, and um, you know, for various reasons it would it just it just wasn't right for me to do it, uh, but I wanted to help him where I could, and we got into having a conversation about about his existing loans, um, and he and he wanted to borrow money for two reasons he genuinely needed a little bit of extra money to do a deal, but he also wanted to borrow some money. Uh, to do uh, to to repay three existing loans he's got, um, and he wanted to do this for no other reason than the fact uh, that he would rather have one payment to one person as opposed to three payments to three different people, um, and that is where you know that is where the beginning and end of of the logic went really. Uh, so we got we got into talking about the fact uh, of of a few things, and I think it's very much changed his way of thinking. So I thought I'd share it tonight. Uh, which is that having three payments or one payment is nothing more than a psychological difference. Um, and if anything, particularly in this market, uh, I, would, I would personally rather have a relationship with three different lenders rather than, rather than just one. Um, obviously, you know, if, if something goes wrong with one, it still leaves a flexibility with the other two. Uh, obviously, now you know, we're, we're all getting our cash constrained. So if you can't, if, you know, I guess if you can't make one payment, there's a fighting chance you'll be able to make the other two. Whereas if you've only got one lender to lend to, um, then so one lender that you're borrowing from, then um, of course you pay them all or nothing, uh, and you and you're risking burning your bridges there. The other, the other thing we got into talking about that this guy hadn't done is he hadn't spoken to any of his existing lenders about getting a payment holiday. Uh, and I mean, this is something I've been talking about with people and something Paul Cheatham um, did a fantastic presentation on on a, on a Zoom conference we did on Monday. Uh, but everybody, every business owner and every person in their, in their personal financial life at the moment should be looking at every possible, uh, every possible outgoing they've got and how they can cut it down. And you know loans to mainstream lenders, uh, you know your mortgage, etc. These these are all fantastic, oh, fantastic. So <laughs> the, the the wrong word to use in these circumstances. But these but these are all you know very easy things to be to be cutting to be to be getting some kind of holiday, some kind of deferment on. Uh, but, um, and obviously, what I explained to him was, if he got himself a three-month deferment on each of these on each of these three loans, then it just about created enough money for him to uh, for him to uh, buy the thing he wanted to buy without having to borrow the money from me. So, I mean, obviously, that's <laughs> that, that's not that's a bit cheeky. It's not really not really the name of the game of what why people should be getting genuine payment holidays. But I just wanted to tell the story in the context of creativity, uh, and that there's always more than one way more than one way to skin a cat um but um but yeah so anyway so today's competition um obviously every day we've got a hundred pound corona cash competition and today's competition was uh was about sacrifice 
and I posted a video, well, a little snippet from a video that I filmed with a girl called Michaela Richardson a few weeks ago, um, maybe a month or two ago now. And Michaela, uh, she, she's, uh, I think she's 25, 25, 26, and Michaela created a business. She dropped out of uni and she created a business called Free the Fresher. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys are UK students there, but uh, if you are, you may have come across it. Uh, and her, uh, basically her, her business idea kind of came out of her own, her own pain, her own problems in the past, which was the inability to afford things when she was at uni. And I, I don't know the full ins and outs of what, what she does, but effectively she, sell, uh, she has a, um, uh, cheap things to students. So uh, I think you can sign up on a subscription basis or, or you buy one of her packs and, you know, you, you get a duvet and you get vouchers and you get, you get all, all the things that you need as a, as a fresher, as a student. You, you get it very cheap. Uh, and she has grown that. Uh, she's grown that from a standing start when she dropped out of uni to a two million pound turnover in the last four years. Uh, and the clip that I posted from the video was her talking about how if you're going to start up a business, you've got to be prepared to work your ass off. Um, and that she, you know, that she did nothing but work 24 hours a day for six months. And that's, you know, that's what other people need to do. And it got us on to talking, obviously, about, about the importance of hard work, the importance of sacrifice. Although I did caveat that with her by saying that, you know, really working six months, she had it lucky. Uh, and, you know, and if anyone saw the video, you'll have seen she acknowledged that afterwards and, and, and accepted that six months really wasn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. But so I asked you guys uh, what things you'd sacrificed uh, you know what sacrifices you've made to uh, to achieve what uh, what you've achieved today, or what sacrifices you're prepared to make to achieve. Uh, I also said that um, I think the sacrifices people say they're prepared to make, and the sacrifices that they really do make, um, or you know, whether or not they make it in the end, are, are probably two very different things. Paul Devine, uh, I don't know if he's still on here, but he, he was there at the beginning. Paul talked about uh, sacrificing, sacrificing a work-life balance and felt that he didn't spend enough time with his family um, and put, you know, basically put his time into a job for a company that, uh, that, that would um, you know, drop him in a second should, should it come to it. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting work-life balance. I mean, it's something I get asked about a lot. It's something I've, you know, I talk about, I've written, written my blogs and things on. And my, my personal view on, on a work-life balance is, you know, is certainly that there's no right answer. Um, and, and, and I really I don't know if you, if you can ever get, balance it right, because I think you, you balance it as it suits you. Uh, I mean, I personally don't look at my life and say I have any balance. Um, I, you know, I'm always happy in the day, in the moment. I mean, listen, okay, I don't, I can't always obviously do what I want to do. Um, but I think that when I've wanted to work, you know, I've been happy doing the work. When I've wanted to see my daughter or see my friends, etc., uh, I've, you know, I've been able to see them and been able to do it. And I think, I think for me, the difference comes in, um, I think you only really think about the balance equation if you don't love every aspect of your, you know, of your life, of your job, of what you do. And because I genuinely love, uh, love the work I do, I, you know, I genuinely love all the businesses I'm involved in, all the stuff I do. I never look at it that I need to that I need to balance anything, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, when I I mean I, I work every single day. Uh, you know, I work on I work on Christmas Day. I mean, if, again, people who know me will know that my, my birthday's on Christmas Day. 
Hey Reese, how you doing, buddy? I got an email about you today. Um, we'll definitely catch up tomorrow, and uh, I'd l- uh, definitely jump on that podcast. Uh, I think it was the first of April we talked about it, but uh, yeah, definitely do that. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, just talking work-life balance. So yeah, so my birthday's on Christmas Day, and 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 I even you know I sit on my laptop doing my work on Christmas Day, uh, and that's not because I'm trying to be clever. I'm trying to work hard. It's because that's what I genuinely enjoy doing. Um, obviously, again, anyone who knows me or anyone who follows me on here knows you know I've got a 13-year-old daughter, uh, and I you know I love to spend as much time with her as possible, um, but. And I'm also realistic to the fact that, you know, she's a she's a 13 year old girl who, you know, wants to see a horse, wants to see her friends. And really, how much time does she actually want to spend with her dad? And I can say, oh, well, I need a work life balance. Uh, So I've got five hours a night to spend with my daughter and 12 hours every Saturday and 12 hours every Sunday to spend with her. But but the reality is. Um, you know, she's going to be bored to tears with me during that time, and I'd rather make my time work so that I can I can do the, I, I can make it count when I'm with her, if that makes sense. So I think going going back to the, the original comment on work life balance, I think if you if you find if you find happiness in in all the areas that you're doing, you'll never need to find balance because. I think when you're trying to look for balance, it's because you're not happy in, 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 in some of the certain areas. You know, you're either not happy in your job or you're not happy in your relationship. Um, but I mean, obviously, this is, you know, this is a business conversation, a, bu- a business podcast. Um, and, you know, I guess you know, we, we talk in the context of the work-life balance. So uh, for me, the answer is to make sure you've got work, you've got a job, you've got a business that you truly love. Um, hey, Alex, how are you doing? Hey, Lord of Cheshire. Um, I think as well, anyone who was on last night watching my podcast, uh, watching my live with JP de Villiers, uh, I mean, he talked, he talked a lot about um, how you, you need to be, you need to feel successful and, and, and be, you know, be happy and content before, uh, before you kind of worry about making the money, because if, if you're only going to feel successful when you've made a level of money, or when you've got some something materialistic, by the time you then achieve that, you then need to you're then going to want something more and something more, and ultimately, ultimately, you're never going to be happy. Um, and I think I think I think that was obviously a very important and telling comment in the context of last night's conversation. I think that fits into the work-life balance as well. Um, I also wanted to talk about allocating capital correctly, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as someone looking to start a business. Martin Heath, um, he says he sacrificed uh, by giving up a suburban four-bedroom house so that, he, so that he could live in a two-bedroom flat so that he could grow his business. I think that's, uh, you know, that's something super important. Uh, to you know, for people to get their heads heads around, and you know, I see so many. I speak to and see so many capable business business people or capable potential entrepreneurs who never who never take the the steps and the risks that they need um, that they need to do to to start the business or to grow their business. Um, you know, because they're more well for one of two reasons. Either they're more bothered about the tangible trappings around them to try and look impressive, and they therefore can't. They they don't have the capital to invest in the business because you know they're spending their income on on shite uh, that they don't need, or um, they haven't. They're not prepared to risk the capital. And I heard a quote from someone which I can't remember, so I'll end up completely butchering it. But it was very much along the lines of the fact that people aren't prepared 
to take one step backwards uh, you know, in wealth or in perception of wealth um, in order to take, to take two steps forward. And I think that's true of so many people. But I also think you know, it's important to, uh, you know, to, 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 to understand where, where to allocate capital correctly. And, this, uh, and Martin's comment just made me think about a conversation I, I was having with somebody yesterday. And, uh, you know, and again, you know, people who know me, I'll, I'll have this conversation with, but, it, you know, but if you don't know me, a lot of people are, are always surprised to learn that, that the house I live in, or the apartment I live in now, and my apartment in Spain, are both rent, uh, they're both rented accommodation. I, I, I rent this and I, and, I, and I rent my place over there. And I, and I tell this in the context of, uh, I think for me, the, there's, a, there's a massive ego thing around property ownership. And um, I, I, for, for me, I see it as, as a complete dead use of my capital. Now, I'm not saying never, ever own your own house. Uh, and you know, and, and if, you, if you can borrow pretty much all the money to buy that house and you can uh, you do that at a very cheap rate of money, then it's a very cheap rate of interest. It's obviously worth considering or, or should be done rather. But, you know, but when I look at my, my property, uh, yeah, particularly, particularly my property in Spain, if I was to, t let's just pick a figure for the sake of this conversation, you know, if I was to tie up £500,000 in a property in Spain or in a property in England, um, then that's £500,000 I, ca I can't invest in my business. Um, and, you know, as a business owner, uh, I believe that I can comfortably earn 25, 30, 35% uh, return on my capital each year as a bare minimum, if not more. Uh, and, and, you know, for most of you guys watching this, what, what, whatever area of business you're in, if you're not looking at, trying, at being able to try and achieve those levels of return on capital, then you know, there is probably some, some, some fault in, in, your, in your business model. But for me, the way I look at it is, why, why would I want those vast chunks of money tied up, tied up in an asset uh, when, I can, when, I can be using, when I can be using that money to... Um, to invest in my businesses, to invest in new businesses, you know, to, to, to grow businesses. You know, using that figure of five hundred grand, you know, if you have if you have a if you have a five hundred grand property, uh, then in the UK to rent that property that might cost you twenty five, you know, I don't know, twenty five grand a year, let's say. But if I've got five hundred grand of capital available to me to use, then I can earn. 125 150 grand a year you know stood on my head really so 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 for me owning a property is is actually cost is costing me money and giving me no benefit whatsoever other than the ego factor of saying i i own my own house uh, and i think um, i think this you know the, the same thing applies with cars i mean I, yeah, w w w one of the cars i drive at the moment is a, is a it's a range rover evoke which I actually, I actually rent. It's almost like a rental, like a like a long term tw twelve month rental. Um, does it, it doesn't make the, any difference to me whatsoever. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody even knows knows that it's rented. But I think you've you've got to get your head around the fact that do you want to own something or do you want or do you want to use it? Um, and I think you know, this is a concept which I believe will change more and more as time goes on, uh, because it's all, it already happens in, in the corporate world. You know, more and more people are in serviced accommodation now, uh, you know, serviced offices as opposed to long-term leases, or they're in long-term leases as opposed, as opposed to being, being freeholders. And I think you know, businesses are getting more and more 
um, what's the word, more and more conscious of how they how they use their capital, uh, and 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 how and how they deploy it, and it, it's much much more important to actually get use of something than you know than it, than it is to have it sat on your balance sheet, whether that's your business balance sheet or your personal balance sheet. So I hope that makes sense to you. Uh, what else have people said? Um, Patrick Parker says he sacrificed nothing. <laughs> Uh, what's before we go into that? What's Peter saying? Peter says absolutely. I rent the house I live in, and I own a property. I rent out and make money on a hundred, hundred percent. Peter, uh, I mean, like I said, you know, I, a lot of people will say, oh well, if you don't own own your house, then 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 where's your exposure to the property market to be to be able to make make the capital gain? But as long as you've got exposure to property in some way, shape, or form, uh, then 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 you're achieving that anyway. So you know whether that's by owning commercial property, you know, by own, owning properties you rent out. Um, I mean, ultimately, all you need to do is have that roof over your head that you're comfortable with, or or drive that car that that, that you know that that gets you from A to B and makes you happy. You don't need you. Anyone watching this is is a business owner or a wannabe entrepreneur or, or interested in my commentary on business advice. And my advice to everyone always is is to have as much availability of capital as possible to you know to to, to be able to put into into the projects that you are dealing with. Um, so yeah, Patrick Parker says he's sacrificed nothing. He's just challenged himself and jumped on opportunities. I actually replied to his message. Um, I wasn't being funny with him. I was just asking him if he was if he actually regretted not um, not sacrificing anything, and 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 if he's happy if he's happy uh, with where where he's ended up at the minute, or if he wished he'd made some sacrifices along the way. He never he, he's not replied to me, so I don't know what the answer is, but. Uh, um, you know wh whether or not he's happy, he does make a valid point that you know you, you, regardless of sacrifice, you've always got to got to be ready to drop uh, to to jump on opportunities when, when when they present themselves. And I guess that's another reason tying it in with my last comment why it is so important to have capital available. Uh, you know when 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 um, these opportunities present themselves, you know to, to to be able to take advantage of that. So you know if you've got unnecessary amounts of equity tied up in a tied up in a property and you are a retailer for example and a stock package comes along that you can't buy or you're uh, you're, you're you're whatever you know you're, you're uh, you write computer software and, and another and another computer software business comes along to buy and you're not able to jump on these opportunities because you've got your capital allocated in the wrong place so uh, and I'll keep hammering over on the same point but it's just something that is so important uh, that is so important to me and should be so important to you guys Dave Williams says he sacrificed a negative attitude and Edwin Towns says he sacrificed an extended family because you were always tapping him up for cash. Um, hey, Dan Healy, how are you doing, my friend? You know what? I, I keep meaning to jump on one of your lives. I see you've been... Uh, you're playing music on your lives, aren't you? Are, are you playing your new album on there? I will definitely... If you're going to do another one soon, I'll definitely come on. And I was also going to drop you a message because... At some point in the next two or three weeks, I want to do a bit of a, a bit of a charity night live for for our you know for, for our foundation, uh, and I was going to speak to you and and Brian and a few of the other boys to see if you can, see if we can find a way for us to do a bit of music, tell a few jokes, and put some kind of um, and put put some kind of concert on for people while everybody's stuck at home uh, and raise a bit of money for the charity. So I'll, I'll probably give you a call about that, but I'll definitely jump on your live on Friday and listen to your music. And for anyone else who's listening now and has seen Dan's name pop up there, Dan is an awesome musician. 
Um, I met him. I, I met him originally at one of uh, one of Ronan Keating's things uh, because Dan uh, is Ronan's um, guitarist when 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 they go travelling together and they've also written some music together. So if you like um, if you like that kind of music, then you'll love Dan. But he also does some of his own stuff as well. So definitely check him out. Definitely check him out. Um, yeah, so Dave Williamson gave up a negative attitude and Edwin Towns gave up his extended family because he were tapping him up for cash. Um, I guess they weren't tough, tough sacrifices to make, but they are certainly... Um, they are certainly things that need excluding from your life, whether you're a business person or, uh, or uh, a, a business owner, a one-man band entrepreneur, or just someone looking to have a better life. Uh, negative attitude. And listen, I'm certainly no expert on it other than, other than the simplicity of knowing that a positive attitude is always going to get you further than a negative attitude. But anyone who was watching JP last night talk about positivity and certainty, um, we, you know, we'll, we'll see in spades how much different that makes i mean you know J J jp was a guy on death's doorstep you know a a an elite athlete uh stuck in a hospital bed who 12 months on still has not had enough surgery to be you know, to be able to uh, allow him to even run properly never mind you know li live the active life he was living before and you've never seen a more positive smiley guy ever so positive attitude absolutely essential um and Edwin talks about obviously how he sacrificed his extended family because he was tapping him up for cash. Um, I mean, obviously that's a, a situation somewhat unique to him. Uh, but you know, definitely cutting the cutting the people out of your life who uh, who drain you in some way, shape, or form, whether that's financially and giving nothing back in return, or um, or you know, negativity, bad vibes, you know, putting you down, not believing, you know, not believing in your mission and your dreams, definitely need cutting. Marissa has sacrificed using social media, uh, especially Pinterest, she says. Well, um, I don't specifically know what she was sacrificing, but um, rather than sacrificing it totally, she should, uh, I think she should certainly have changed its use to make sure she was using it for a positive purpose and promoting and growing her businesses. Uh, Pinterest is something that I've never used myself. Uh, I keep meaning to have a little play with it because I'm I'm involved with a retail business at the moment, uh, luxury luxury clothing, luxury shoes, and I believe Pinterest is the platform for that. And I still haven't got around to using it yet. Uh, but if anyone on here knows Pinterest, then drop me a line. I'd love to hear more about it. Uh, and Emma Louise Manning sacrificed time to make to make her dreams happen. Um, and I guess that you know really very much goes back to the fact that you know we've all got to be realistic about how much time and commitment um, any 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 of our goals are going to take. You know whether it's business, sport, hobbies. You know to be great at anything takes you know huge huge amounts of time. So I hope that all made sense. I hope some of you got you know you've all got something from that. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, work life balance. You know. You only need to worry about if you don't like your job. So make sure you like your job or you love your business. Um, and I think as well, you know, now now is the time where you know a lot of you guys who are watching this or or, or be listening to this over the time it's up there have probably have potentially either lost your job or are certainly struggling for money, have maybe been furloughed, and now really has to be the time that you sit at home and 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 ask yourself. Do you really want to go back in two or three months' time to a to a job that you hate that much? 
uh, you know, a job that you know you don't you know love going to, and and, and I don't think you have, you certainly don't have to own, own your own business to love what you do. Uh, you know, I know lots and lots of people out there who are you know employees on the ladder and will you know will be employees on the ladder for the rest of their lives, but they you know but they absolutely love what they do. Um, and, you know they love the the boss they work for, or they, or they love the company that they're within. Uh, and I just think it's so so important to you know to to be to be happy in that uh, in that area. Um, you know it's it's such a a huge part of your life and your time and everything uh, and everything else stems from there. Um, but I'm sure you all want to get to tonight's competition winner. And I tried to use that bloody app which worked for me yesterday and didn't work the day before and has failed for me once again today. Uh, so unfortunately, we had to go back to the old school and manually pick our winner. Um, but today's winner is um, uh, is a regular face on these uh, a regular face on these lives. He's a regular face on my uh, Instagram comments, etc. Uh, and he's a guy I met. Um, who won an original competition a few uh, a few months ago when I took some people to the NEC? So I'm pleased to say that uh, Matthew Parks, if you're still on there listening, Matthew Parks, you are tonight's hundred pound winner. So uh, drop me a DM, send me your PayPal details, and I will make sure a hundred quid is winging its way to you for our Corona Cash Crisis uh, competition. Uh, Chantel, who won last night? I can't. I can't remember her name. It was. It, uh, I'm going to say Caitlin Stevens. I think her name. I'm sure her Instagram handle was I'm Caitlin Stevens. I can't remember exactly. Uh, but I think it was that. If you were listening to last night, anyone else who was listening last night, I think it was Caitlin Stevens. But um, but don't worry, Chantel. There is a winner every day. I have paid all but one person just so I can never be criticised. Somebody won three days ago, and he doesn't have PayPal, and he wants me to send some money to his far off bank details which I haven't had chance to be able to do yet so that's why I say I always do it on PayPal but everybody there's a winner every day and everybody gets paid as long as you've got PayPal right guys I'm going to go back to my wine um, thanks all for joining in thanks for listening I hope uh, hope you all get to take some stuff from uh, I hope you all get to take some stuff from tonight's live and all the other lives keep, uh, keep obviously keep checking with my story as well because I've enjoyed doing the live with JP last night and uh, if any of you saw this morning, I did one with Caprice, which uh, wasn't particularly business related, but was more uh, it was more conversational between me and her. But I've got some pretty, you know, I've got some um, familiar faced friends that I'm sure a lot of you guys would know uh, from the media. Uh, and they're all they're all a bit of fun and they've all got some stuff to talk about. So I'm going to start bringing them in over the next uh, over the next few weeks. Um, so um, uh, keep looking back, keep checking. Thanks a lot for coming. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Dan. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to go, and thanks Peter, I'm going to go back to my wine, congratulations Matthew Parks, and I will speak to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Matt Haycock Show, for more Matt, check out his YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox, or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, the Matt Haycox, and we'll see you soon.